at this moment, at least my energy at this moment, and it has been um, a little bit low capacity lately. Um, and sometimes I think that's natural to feel that way when there are so many different planetary ingresses. Like, you know, we had Saturn moving into Pisces. We still have Pluto at the 29th degree of Capricorn. Technically, Mars is still in his retrograde shadow. Um, and this is really exciting because by the 17th, and the 17th, I believe, is Friday. Good morning, my friends. Um, yeah, let me make sure. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, it, it might even be kind of late Thursday night, early Friday morning. Mars will clear his retrograde shadow, which I am super, super excited about. Um, I feel like uh, there's just something about Mars looming in the background uh, with the retrograde shadow for a while that's just been really difficult <laughs> to be honest quite frankly um in some ways for me I think it's been more difficult than you know the Saturn stuff going on or even um you know different other more minor uh, transits we've had going on it's like always Mars in Gemini in the background okay and keep in mind like we still haven't felt the fullness of Jupiter in Aries yet because we've only experienced Jupiter in Aries or I should say the vast majority of our experience with Jupiter in Aries has been with Mars in retrograde or in a retrograde shadow Okay, um, so, you know, with Jupiter, this planet of expansion in Aries, constantly answering to its ruler who is having a hard time. I mean, I think we can say that, you know, Jupiter in Aries hasn't fully activated, <laughs> you know, so I think there's something too going on this week. In our Gemini house, that's related to our uh, 10th house, or sorry, that's related to our Aries house. <laughs> my Aries house is my 10th house. Um, and I wanted to review that a little bit. Like, what's the, what's the karma that's kind of being resolved as Mars finally clears that, that degree, that 25th degree, and exits the shadow on Friday, March 17th? What have we worked through? I mean, what have we gone through? What do we need to reflect on? You know, there's a lot of stuff that is kind of moving forward in that Gemini house that is then going to boomerang into that Aries house, okay? Um, so, and can I just say too, um, two weeks ago I pulled the fool, last week I pulled the world, and then this week, again, I pulled the fool. <laughs> so the fool, the world, the fool, the world, this just feels like now it's kind of like a month long uh, kind of uh, a theme. And we could even think of Mars stationing direct 
wherever that is in our chart, we could think about that as a full moment for the themes of that house, okay? Um, so let's just let's just dive in. Let's do a little rising sign forecast situation. I'm gonna try not to blab too long. We'll try to do like two minutes per rising sign. Um, but let's just kind of tune in to what we might be marinating with with the Mars clearing its shadow this week and the final moments of karma <laughs> kind of in our uh, in our Gemini and our Aries and possibly our Scorpio houses too okay okay so Gemini rising our star of the show Mars has been retrograde direct in its shadow uh in your first house okay so Gemini rising with the first house we're thinking about the way in which you are showing up in the world when it comes to your identity, um, when it comes to, um, you know, claiming your path, claiming your dharma. Um, for me, the first house sometimes has to do with ownership of the path itself, right? So Gemini Risings, there's some kind of clearing when it comes to Oh, I knew I know now what was really blocking me. And potentially this retrograde period of time since even Halloween 2022 or even earlier, even it could have been August because that's when Mars first ingressed into Gemini. That was end of August 2022. So, let's just say ballpark the last 6 months, what have I purged? You know, in order to move forward and what was like the blaring thing in my path uh you know the the sort of um fallen tree that i couldn't get past and i needed to wait for it to get cleared out you know what part of me and my identity and um had to be reckoned with in order for me to move forward and I have a feeling that this probably was interconnected with the 11th house, right? Because your 11th house is in Aries, okay? And uh, that's where Jupiter is right now. So friends, groups, networks, it's possible that your path and the confusion on your path kind of had to do with maybe a friend that was no longer aligned, a group of people that you were working with that didn't feel entirely, um, you know, in alignment with your values, your ethics. Uh, there could have been, just in general, like, I can't find my soul tribe. I'm saying that with a grain of salt. Like, where's my soul tribe? Where are the people that are supporting me through these identity shifts? And who is not and actually maybe even contributing a little bit to my confusion on my path so there's this big realization now it, it, with the Gemini risings like here's the way forward but also here are the people that I am supposed to move forward with and who am I now kind of leaving behind uh, because we're not aligned morally, ethically, or within how we value ourselves or the things in the world, okay? Uh, so that's Gemini rising with uh, clearing its shadow. Let's go into Cancer rising. Uh, all right, Cancer risings. <laughs> 
doing the sign of the cross here. Good God. Um, <laughs> you know, we've had the, uh, you know, Mars retro in the 12th house, right? The 12th house of the subconscious, the 12th house of, um, you know, it can be the place where we self-destruct, where we face our deepest fears, where we, um, uh, sort of realize, oh, this is where I've been isolating myself or, have been acting as my own worst enemy. Here's where um, my subconscious stories that probably aren't actually true are getting in the way of uh, the greater manifestation or the uh, greater frequency I want to be living my life in, okay? So I think Cancer Risings out of everybody have had these moments where it's been like, aha, that's why I do that, <laughs> you know, or aha, you know, that's, that's what it is. Or, um, th you know, oh, I didn't even realize I thought of myself that way. But now that story is just so blaringly obvious that I was operating, you know, via the rules of that subconscious story that isn't even true, right? That might even be connected to the subconscious story of my mom, my grandma, my grandpa, my great-great-grandpa, you know. Uh, it, it, the 12th house really shows us those inherited narratives that I think are in our DNA in some way. You know, we inherit trauma in, in, in some, you know, intangible, well, tangible, but also intangible way as well. I have a feeling that whatever was going on in the subconscious for the Cancer Risings, um, you know, now that that's being cleared, they're able to show up in a different way because Jupiter in Aries is in the 10th house, right? Um, the 10th house, career. Uh, but not only career, it's like our public image, right? So there was something in the 12th house that was being cleared out that's allowing you to show up publicly in a way that feels more aligned, right? Um, it's kind of like, oh, um, you know, uh, you know what I'm thinking of with this? I know this is, this is a niche reference, okay? <laughs> this is a niche reference, shout out to the lesbians out here, okay. The L word, you know, the, you know, first or second season of the L word where Dana is still alive. Okay. Uh, Dana, you don't have, you've never watched the L word. She's a person, a character on the show who plays this famous tennis player and she's not out to her family. And, um, at some point, um, you know, she gets this like deal with Subaru or something like Subaru is, uh, gonna sponsor her, and, um, like, finally, she comes out to her family, and she was, she kind of tells Subaru, like, I, you have to sponsor me as a gay athlete, or not at all, and then, you know, it kind of becomes, like, this thing that, you know, Subaru is for, <laughs> you know, gay people drive Subarus, or whatever, um, that for me kind of feels like 12th house, 10th house. Like I had to, or da like in that, in that example, like Dana had to like, um, you know, address something in the subconscious fear realm, uh, stand up for herself in the new story 
in order to come out, which is a 10th house thing, in a new way and actually become more in alignment with her message to the public, right? Um, so something like that's happening, Cancer Rising. Uh, you know, there, there's something there about becoming public in a more aligned way. Okay, I can already tell I'm blabbing, sorry. <laughs> Also, also semi-regretting this. <laughs> semi-regretting the plan for today, <laughs> which was the rising sign forecast. Um, if you came in late, uh, uh, we're talking about Mars clearing Gemini, or clearing the retrograde shadow on Friday. And how it's going to affect the rising signs, what kind of karma is being um, sort of... Uh, uh, rectified in these houses, right? Uh, so Leo rising, we've got, uh, Mars clearing his, uh, retrograde shadow in the 11th house, friends, groups, networks. Okay. Um, could definitely see there being some kerfuffles with, um, the people that you're working with, uh, the people that are closest to you, the groups of friends that you thought were aligned but no longer are, um, uh, you know, this kind of is reminding me of like, I don't know, uh, like being in like a bachelorette kind of party situation and you know, you realize like, oh my gosh, like the bride is actually a bridezilla and the maid of honor isn't doing her duties. <laughs> and we're on this like bachelorette trip and, you know, um, I don't like this girl sitting next to me. Like it, it feels like a little catty, you know, in the 11th house with that Mars retrograde. And ultimately it's like, uh, you know, do these people um, actually think the way I think, uh, do we have that intimacy of being able to look at each other from across the room and read each other's minds and be like, oh my God, this is so ridiculous. Or are, are me and my groups of friends just on totally different planes with, you know, how we actually think and process the world, you know, that feels like a Mars and Gemini kind of thing. Um, so it's possible for the Leo Risings. I mean, there could be some letting go of unaligned groups, friendships, severing ties with um, people that we can't help, you know? Um, that's the other thing with the 11th house retrograde. And I could also see some Leo Risings just in general, maybe um, seeking seeking new community. Uh, after learning that their community is just not what they wanted it to be. Um, now, I think this relates to the ninth house with the um, kind of our inherent belief systems about the world. It also has to do with travel. Um, it's possible that some Leo Risings will maybe get a new perspective from a travel experience. Uh, once Mars clears his shadow, maybe the space is needed to like get away from the group in order to see, you know, the group dynamics more clearly or see the dynamics of your life more clearly. Um, it feels like for the Leo Risings, that spiritual experience that allows you space from 
the life that is right up against your view, right? Like, it, there needs to be something that allows you some some objectivity and some um, just some space. You're getting, like, the zoomed out viewpoint of some things that you've been dealing with for the past six months. And it's through pursuing, you know, a, a yoga class, a, a, a trip, um, you know, just going out into nature for a day and just kind of marinating with that zoomed out perspective. Okay, Virgo rising, uh, we've got Mars clearing his shadow in your 10th house of career this week. Um, so it's possible with the Virgo risings, we've could have, we've probably had some difficult power dynamics at work. Uh, we might have had some confusion about our career in general, like where we're working, um, the values that we hold, and are we really uh, living our values in the workplace? Um, there could have been also some difficulty with your own authority in the workplace, the feeling of um, maybe no one respects me or um, I can't quite carry out my mission in this place like I wanted to. You know, like there's there's some maybe disappointment that you're walking away from in the land of career. Like, I got this promotion, but it's not what I thought it was. Or, um, uh, I recently talked to someone uh, of Virgo Rising. I did, like, a mini, mini reading for them, and they just felt like, you know, they had lost the trust of their team and that there was really no way to rectify the situation, which feels very Mars- retrograde in in the 12 in the 10th right um so you know while you're sorting out this thing in the career I think it's about to get a little bit better feel a little bit less pressure Virgo rising and it's related to the eighth house which has to do with our finances taxes loans insurance be careful with spending right now Virgo rising um save more than you spend which can be difficult um, but if you're typically a spender, um, right now, you know, that, that Jupiter in the eighth house, you know, it's, it's like, oh my gosh, I, I, uh, might be getting a lot of money or I might be making more money, but at the same time in making more money, I'm spending more money. Um, so how can we sort out budgeting difficulties, especially with, uh, our partners, you know, or the people we live with or the people that we share resources with. How can we sit down and share a conversation with them in order to get these budgeting things sorted out, right? Uh, so that's for you, Virgo rising. Now, Libra rising, okay, we've had the Mars retrograde cl is clearing his shadow in the ninth house of belief system, of travel, of uh foreign cultures uh yeah yeah i mean there's some there's been some big reckonings with um deconditioning D does that make sense libra rising like deconditioning from what you thought it had to be versus what is actually possible um I know a couple Libra Risings who are, 
you know, in the process of maybe leaving the corporate world <laughs> to uh, uh, go into something, whether go back to school or travel for a while or um, just kind of get out of the conditioning, especially that American condi conditioning that like a nine to five or a nine to six corporate job is the only sustainable outlet to live our lives. You know, like there's there's some there's definitely some like how was I conditioned to live my life and how do I actually want to live my life? Um, that feels like Mars in Gemini clearing his shadow in the ninth house, okay? Um, and at the same time, I think it's affecting the seventh house of relationships because that's where Jupiter is right now. No wonder some Libra risings haven't been able to uh, run into their partner, um, you know, because uh, they can't run into their partner because their partner is on, <laughs> or I don't know, their partner's on the path that they want to be on, or um, like their aligned partner is is also living in the Libra Rising's aligned life, right? Um, so it's almost like the Libra Rising has to start living the life they want to live in order to run into the right people. Uh, it kind of reminds me of that, uh, that uh part in um uh what's it called that stupid book uh 1984 um george orwell uh you know that that book is kind of creepy uh and i i hate the ending uh but you know there's that part where that guy he does a very ninth house seventh house thing where um, they're so conditioned to that big brother is watching and they're doing their, their work exactly how they're supposed to. But at some point, which is very ninth house, at some point that the main character in 1984 escapes to have this like rendezvous in the forest, <laughs> you know, with this, uh, woman and, and like they, uh, they have sex or something along those lines. It's been a while since I've read the book. Um, but that feels very ninth house, seventh house. Like we had to escape the, the conditioning of, of this big brother life in order to find each other and be aligned and, um, kind of embrace our inherent humanity. <laughs> so, um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Libra risings are kind of, uh, I don't know, finding a new vibe of partnership or finding a new um, energy when it comes to their love life. But that's coming from the deconditioning away from a certain idea that they had to live their life exactly like this. Um, that's what I'm getting, Libra Rising. Sorry for the weird 1984 reference. I, I, that just weirdly came to mind. Um, all right, Scorpio rising. We've got uh, Mars clearing his shadow in the eighth house of shared resources, right? So Scorpio rising, if you are partnered, maybe your, your, um, you know, your spouse or your girlfriend, boyfriend, domestic partner, whatever, um, Scorpio rising, maybe they were struggling a little bit with job stuff, debt stuff, and 
uh, paying their rent, paying their share of the rent. And maybe you then had to help them and that was then affecting you. You know, the eighth house is, uh, um, you know, the eighth house is kind of where, um, other people's issues get intertwined with our our stuff <laughs> but also other people's benefits get intertwined with our stuff because it's a mars retrograde i'm going to go with you know it wasn't it probably wasn't great <laughs> probably wasn't a great thing um but thinking about like you know, now maybe your partner is able to move forward in a more aligned way. Maybe you guys figured out a way to pay off that debt. Or maybe there's something going on with your partner finally getting a new job. And that can kind of take some of the stress off of you. When it comes to your own debt, your own karma that you've been resolving, uh, I think there's some kind of reckoning right now, Scorpio rising, with um, moving forward after this purge and and feeling like you have uh, some relief. Like there's a sense of relief that's coming in for me when I look at this transit. I'm like, oh God, like, thank God that's over. Like, thank God I have that off my back or thank God I paid my taxes or thank, you know, thank God I have that, that, um, that monetary thing sorted out so I can move on. Um, at the same time, you know, Scorpio rising, you've been really maybe even considering how do I expand things in my day to day? You know, Jupiter in Aries in the sixth house, there could be some of your own dissatisfaction with your everyday, maybe work life or just the way your day has been scheduled. Um, you know, it might be causing you know, different parts of your body to kind of feel like a little bit run down. Uh, and there's something here about like health getting better as you live a more aligned schedule, you know. And uh, with Scorpio Risings, I think, again, there's something being cleared, especially for you in the eighth house, that is hopefully going to lead to you potentially... Uh, feeling like you're living a healthier and even just lighter everyday existence. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm getting, Scorpio rising. Okay, Sag rising. All right, Sag rising. I haven't talked to that many Sag risings during this Mars retrograde in the seventh. So if you are a Sag rising, uh, comment below. I can only think of one or two um, you know, there, there could have been an end of a relationship during this, uh, this transit. Um, you know, usually Saturn is more of a make it or break it kind of planet. But, you know, with a Mars retrograde in the seventh house of relationships, Sag rising, uh, there could have been a make it or break it kind of situation or there could have been kind of a feeling of like, this person was really in their head. I was really in my head or my partner was really in their head about certain things and like maybe a fear of being partnered or um, a, a fear just kind of came up that maybe didn't allow them to fully embrace our partnership and thus 
we had to break up or they had to walk away. Um, not everybody is ready to um, face the fear of letting love in. You know, not everybody is ready to like fight the battles within their own psyche in order to be in a lovey, loving and healthy relationship, right? So that's what this kind of reminds me of for the sad risings. Like maybe there was something like your partner wasn't willing to to kind of face within themselves and and thus the relationship happened. Um or the 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 breakup happened. <laughs> Sarah, you said you're a sad rising and I just explained my breakup that happened in December. Okay, okay. Yeah, like I'm just getting this this visualization of a partner who is like so in their head about something that they like ruined it, <laughs> you know? Um and but but you know sad rising for those of you who di are still partnered and you know are still with their partner you're, I, I bet your partner was going through a very cerebral time, maybe like a depressive episode or something that was making them really anxious or they were overthinking something or, uh, you know, or if you have like a partner who is writing, maybe they were spending a lot of time in their like writer's cave and you were feeling disconnected from them because they were just so thrown into their creative project. You know, there could be something like that. Regardless. I do think Sag Rising for sure is about to enter into a more aligned uh, sort of partnership dynamic uh, with Mars clearing your seventh house. And that's going to free up some space in your fifth house. And, you know, that's where Jupiter is right now, Sag Rising. So your own personal creativity, your own pleasure, your own joy and love of life. Uh, maybe you're figuring out that your life feels lighter without having to worry about this person's anxiety, you know? And maybe you figure out you were taking on too much of this person's anxiety or their own mental struggles. And now you're like, wait, I didn't even need to be their therapist. Like, I didn't need to do that. Um, and now it's the time for me to focus on my own creativity, my own joy, my own pleasure. Um, you know, maybe the relationship stuff right now doesn't feel all that serious, but for Sag Rising, you know, maybe there's some important short-term partners that kind of come in that, yeah, maybe aren't like your forever person, whatever that means, but maybe they provide some good, you know, <laughs> maybe it's just a fun night out, you know, or maybe it's just exactly what you needed you know, in that moment. So maybe you guys had a good conversation, a fun and flirty night, wake up the next morning, you guys get coffee, you leave, uh, and everything's good, you know, and it, it doesn't need to be more than that. Uh, and that kind of feels like something that Sag Rising might be experimenting with right now. Okay. Uh, cap rising, uh, we've got Mars, I'm so sorry, this is so long, see, I, <laughs> the minute I did Gemini rising, I was like, shit, I should not have done this, um, 
<laughs> we should have just pulled a card or something for the signs, but we're, we're, we're too deep, guys. We're too deep. Um, let's just keep going. Hopefully this is, this is helping someone out there. Okay. So for Capricorn rising, uh, you know, Gemini, Mars and Gemini is clearing the sixth house. So there could have been some kind of oppressive work situation kind of going on. Maybe the realization that, um, you know, too much focus has been put towards work in general. And because your focus is like 99% work and, uh, you know, you're feeling your body and your health deteriorate. So I feel like there's, for the cap risings, there's something like a choice coming in when it comes to like how much mental energy am I actually going to give to this situation? Where are the proper boundaries I need to have with my work life in order to balance out my life a little bit more? And for the cap risings, you know, I'm seeing Jupiter in this in the fourth house of the home. Right. So, you know, maybe there's been something going on in the background at in home that you didn't want to deal with. Right. And that might be part of the distraction when it comes to putting so much energy into the work life. But now it feels like you're ready to face what has been going on in the home. And I think that will be to your benefit. I actually I know that will be to your benefit in some way. Um, reconnecting with your roots, even doing something as simple as, you know, vacuuming out the nooks and crannies of your house or dusting or cleaning, doing a deep clean on your house instead of answering an email on a Saturday afternoon, you know, uh, just, you know, maybe put some more focus to your home life and just just start to feel how that may balance you, okay? Um, there's definitely a balancing act for uh, Capricorn rising going on that I think is really important to listen to. Okay, Aquarius rising. Mars in Gemini is clearing the fifth house. Uh, fifth house, pleasure, hobbies, um you know, <laughs> uh, romance, uh, the things that we focus on that don't have to do with, you know, productivity, quote unquote. Um, you know, there's something here about, um, you know, where's the joy in my life or where's, where am I focusing my energy on the things that make me feel the happiest and the most passionate? Kind of in the same vein, though, as Capricorn rising for the Aquarius risings, like I can kind of see the Mars retrograde in the fifth house being like, I can't find my pleasure. I can't find my joy. I'm so bogged down with work stuff, you know, especially with the south node in the 10th house right now for you, Aquarius risings. I mean, there's something going on with Again, there's some balance kind of thing. It's a little bit different than Capricorn rising, though, because I, I do look at that Jupiter in the third house for you. And the third house is about our mental space and 
how we're processing the narratives about our life. And um, I always say this, I've said this before, but I think it's especially important for Aquarius Risings to remember that you don't technically capital H have to do anything. You know, it, it's really easy in this world to feel like I have to do this. I, I'm chained to this obligation and I'm, you know, I have to blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, you don't, <laughs> you know, you don't. And I think part of us standing up to like capitalism in a way is saying like, no, like I don't have to do that, especially if it's sucking out my joy, you know, or keeping me from what I feel, you know, lights up my life, you know, so so there's something here. And Laura, you know, good for you, you said you've you resigned from your job. You know, and I know that job was, you know, slowly, but surely, you know, killing your soul. Um, you know, again, yeah, like, and, and Laura, you're, you're Aquarius rising. So you know more than I do. You know, there's something here about, hey, like, I need to reprioritize my joys, my joy in this life. Um, and I think this is also related to Saturn moving signs, you know, Aquarius rising, you're traditionally ruled by Saturn. So the ruler of your ascendant just moved into Pisces. And I think that's going to help a lot when it comes to creating better structures for your money that don't feel so tied to obligation and resentment. Okay. All right. Pisces rising. Mars in Gemini is clearing your fourth house of the home. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you know, I actually know a Pisces rising who just uh, put a offer down on a condo. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of the Pisces risings are, are actually making moves when it comes to real estate and when it comes to maybe finding an aligned place for them to root down. Uh, you know, but if it doesn't have to do with actually buying a home or or investing in like an apartment or something like that, uh, Pisces rising, uh, maybe there was some trouble when it comes to your landlord or your housing situation, you know, maybe a pipe exploded or something like that. I mean, I'm trying to think of Mars-like things that can happen in, in the fourth house of the home. Um, you know, uh, you know, you realize that, um, you know, the basement window has been open the whole time and you've been just paying so much money to ComEd to pay your heat, your heating bill, and you realize, oh crap, there's been a broken window the whole time in the basement and all the heat has been escaping. Like, you know, there's something here about like home life issues that are being resolved. Uh, Pisces Rising, I think it's really important to clear the energy of your home this week. Uh, so, you know, do a little, uh, do a little smudging ceremony or, um, you know, clean the floors with some lemongrass or, you know, uh, an oil that, uh, drop a few uh, drops of some essential oil into your floor cleaner. You know, it could be lemongrass, it could be lavender, something that has like a, 
a sort of negative energy banishing <laughs> kind of uh, uh, property, you know, really clear the negative energy, the or not even the negative, like the stagnant energy from your space in order to let something new in. Uh, because Pisces risings, I think, really need to make sure their home life, you know, is getting back on the right track. Uh, and this re this is really related too to the second house of money. Um, so that's for the people who are making the investment in real estate right now. Um, if it's not investing in a new house or paying, you know, renting somewhere else, uh, there might be something bigger that Pisces Risings are thinking about doing with their money that's important right now. And you're going to need the clarity of your home life to center you with those financial decisions that you're making in this moment. Okay. Um, Aries rising, uh, Mars in Gemini is clearing his shadow in your third house of the mind. Uh, the third house is also related to siblings. Uh, so there could be some kind of sibling karma that's kind of being cleared out or resolved for the Aries risings. Um, that also goes for the Aquarius risings, because for you, it's Jupiter in the third house of siblings. So for some Aquarius risings, there's some kind of sibling karma sorting its way out. But, you know, sa same with the Aries risings. Um, for mo most of Aries rising, though, it's something that's being sorted out when it comes to the narratives we hold about ourselves and our life. Um you know, I think there's a real battle of the mind. I'm battling with myself. I'm battling with my own inherent, um, my own inherent stories I've carried about myself. Um, maybe there's some unresolved grief that's been, you know, being purged throughout this Mars retrograde time period for the Aries risings. Uh, maybe you've had to face something that, um, that's more of a mental thing. You know, you're admitting to yourself, oh, I am still hurt about that. Or I really do need to change my attitude about that situation. Or I really do need to purge this in order to move forward. That feels like a very, you know, Mars in the third house kind of thing. Um, and it, it, it's going to boomerang in a really great way because guess what? Jupiter's in your first house. Aries rising. I mean, that's a big, that's, you know, big uh, energy when it comes to changing life in positive ways, reconnecting with your autonomy, empowering yourself. It's big emperor energy in your first house. So I'm kind of excited to see how life is going to evolve for you, Aries rising. But it starts in the mind. It, it starts with the narratives we hold about our life in general and about ourselves, more importantly. And once the narrative about ourselves kind of changes, then, then our path evolves in a big way. Uh, that feels to me what's going on for you, Aries Rising. And uh, last but not least, you know, we've got the Taurus Rising stuff. And... You know, this week also Venus will move into Taurus, so that's going to be ni nice for you, Taurus rising. 
but there's something going on here with money and personal resources. You know, that's where Mars has been for the past six months in the second house of resources. Maybe money hasn't felt like it's been very free flowing lately for the Taurus risings. Maybe there's been something that you've had to let go of that was difficult. Maybe there's been some sense of um, safety you have had to find within yourself that doesn't necessarily have to do with the amount of money that you have in your bank. You know, like maybe this time has challenged you to find safety in other ways and find true safety in the body. Um, you know, find regulation when it comes to the nervous system versus regulating you know, through material things, you know, uh, if that makes any sense to you, Taurus rising. And there's some big, I mean, it's, it's big, uh, you know, psychological rebirth, I think, for Taurus risings. I mean, we've got Uranus in your first house. Um, we've got Jupiter in the 12th house of the subconscious. I, I think the Taurus risings are doing a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of inner work um, that might be taking up a lot of their energy right now. And maybe that's why they've felt like, oh, money's been slow because I've had to actually really, really focus on my internal world lately and figure out the direction of my path. And I couldn't put all of my energy into this money-making venture because all of my energy has been being put into like my mental health, which is a really good thing. And I think once Mars exits the second house and clears its shadow, clears its shadow on the 17th, exits Gemini in general uh, by the 25th, um, you know, there's something here about I think really, really being able to come back after doing some of those mental health checkpoints, you know, and being like, all right, here, here's what it is, you know, and here's how I suddenly have the energy to move forward in more aligned ways. Okay. Um, so that's what I have for the rising sign forecasts for, um, you know, Mars clearing his shadow this week. Like I said, Venus also moves into Taurus, which will be nice. Um, I think this week, March is just shift after shift after shift. You know, this week we have the big Mars and Venus shift. Next week, we've got Pluto moving into Aquarius. I'm pretty sure we've got a new... Yeah, and then we have the, the spring equinox, the new moon in Aries. I mean... Ay, ay, ay. You know, if you're having trouble keeping track of all the changes and all of the things right now, I mean, it's it's very reflective of what's going on in the sky. Um, let's pull a collective oracle card to kind of wrap up today. Um, we'll do a collective message. A collective message for everybody who's listening or will listen, um, you know, the collective message for Mars clearing his shadow this week. 
I'm going to pull from the Sacred Symbols Oracle deck. Okay, so we have guides, the card guides. Um, let's actually see what uh, Marcella Kroll says about this card. I'm going to read from the guidebook and then share my own thoughts about this card. Um, so the symbol itself, if you're not watching on Instagram, if you're listening on the podcast, um, you know, um, the symbol is like a bl light blue card and it has um, waves on it. And uh, she says the symbol is called spirit. And uh, this blue is often seen on porches, doors, and ceilings. This practice was thought by the Gala people to ward off and keep ghosts away from the home. The color was to mimic the appearance of the sky while tricking the ghost into passing through or to mimic the appearance of water, which ghosts traditionally could not cross. Okay, so there's some kind of like warding off of of bad spirits calling in good spirits you know with this symbol let's see what she says about the the symbol itself um so she says your spirit guides and ancestors are calling you now they surround you with their love and protection and also offer you their wisdom allow these helping spirits into your world today you are not alone Meditate on this when you need assistance from your spiritual team. Okay, so I, I think this week, you know, with guides coming through, um, because Mars in Gemini, it's such a mindfuck kind of transit, you know, the planet of action in the sign of the mind. You know, our minds have been hyperactive, um, yeah, our, our minds have been hyperactive these past six months trying to figure everything out on a mental level when actually some things can't be figured out or resolved on a mental level. And potentially this week, that sense of trust in the unknown is returning to us. It's a good week to reach out to our guides, whether that be through prayer or a small ritual, lighting a candle, whatever feels right to you, reaching out to the guides and kind of being like, hey, like I know I've been in the ego land <laughs> for for a while, um, but I'm back and I, and I want to partner with you once again. And I, I want to learn to trust in you again and, you know, be, uh, yeah, be, be kind of co-pilots instead of just being run down by what my ego wants to do. You know, it's it's really possible that Mars retrograde in Gemini had, you know, a big part in, in the sort of panic mind or the overthinking mind being in the driver's seat of our life. And now is the invitation to invite back in the higher self and our spirit team, you know, back into the driver's seat. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a big week for re-embracing trust. 
notice the signs from the universe. Notice the signs from your spirit guides uh, this week. And, uh, and I think, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm looking forward to reuniting with a deeper sense of trust. I, I, I think that might be the lesson this week. And remember, if you weren't here when I showed the fool, you know, the fool is still here this week. I pulled the fool again. Um, so I think this whole month is just fool vibes and fool vibes is very much parallel, uh, with trust, right? Um, so, uh, Sam, you said, thank you, Mel. This is a lovely message for us. Oh, I'm glad it was helpful in some way. Um, and, uh, Alex, Alexandra, you said, thank you, Mel, for today's forecast, sending many blessings for the week. I'm sending many blessings back to you guys, and let's take the last minute or two of Witch Church just to take a collective deep breath. And um, I'm going to be in full agreement of, you know, everybody who's interconnected, whether you're watching live right now or watching, listening to the recording later. But I'm in full agreement of, yeah, your highest... Um, your highest dreams and manifestations. Um, if you've needed to break a pattern, I'm in full agreement that this week you're able to begin a new healthier routine that helps you break that pattern. If a limiting narrative has been holding you back, I'm in full agreement that that narrative kind of breaks and there's a new more expansive story that is is realized um yeah so i'm in i'm in full agreement of of things changing in the correct and aligned ways this week and um i would love any good vibes you want to send me there's a couple things <laughs> in in my life that uh could be a little bit more aligned so if you could just be in full agreement that the right and aligned opportunities will find me that would be awesome as well. And let's just sit for a second and be in agreement. Yeah, with our own manifestations and with everybody else's manifestations. The visualization I'm getting right now is like um, kind of this golden iridescent light kind of boomeranging back and forth <laughs> to you know all the all the energies uh here so kind of enjoying that uh pinball yeah it's like almost like a pinball machine of energy um and us kind of pinballing this agreement energy back and forth to each other okay yeah, sending you lots of love, my friends. Thanks for staying the whole time if you made it through or thanks for popping in just for a little bit. If um, if you could only stay for a little bit, I know today the time changed. Uh, so good luck. Uh, if you want to book me for March, my books are open. Uh, definitely check out my new Moonology class. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, we're learning to track the moon and use the moon in our daily lives to plan 
things better, to just observe things, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's such a, it's going to be a great class when it comes to just observing the happenings in our lives. And the moon can give us a lot of context for um, our day and um, what is happening in the world. Okay, so shoot me any questions about class. Uh, my books are open and we'll talk soon. Bye guys.